This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Blog Talk Radio. Chuck, we are back, scary back, Halloween style tonight, fans. Once again, I have to apologize, Chuck, and now we both have to apologize. We've been gone first half of the season, but we are here to finish out this season. We apologize for that. A lot of stuff been going on. Meek is officially a Californian. Yes, I'm officially here in California with my boy Chuck, fans. You know we're about to take over, about to do it here big, big things going down here in L.A. But, man, it feels good to be back on air, man, doesn't it, Mr. C? How you doing, man, by the way? First of all, I'm doing pretty good. Second of all, I thought you was going to say I'm officially a Cowboys fan. Uh, I don't know where you got that from, man. You need to stop with that, man. I said that's what it sounded like. like, I'm officially a Cowboys fan. That's what I thought you yeah, yeah, I understand that, but you know how I feel about the Cowboys. So I never ever think, man, ever, ever to think that any Cowboy sound or whatever is going to come out of my mouth because you know I can't stand them Cowboys, but they're not they're looking okay so far this year. But, man, this is crazy, man. This has been a crazy 2017 season. I mean, a lot of surprises <clears throat> that have just, you know, shocked us. I mean, it's funny because before the season started, Chuck and I were talking about which teams we were going to be on lookout for. And what's crazy is who would have thought heading into this season that my Giants would be one of the worst teams in the league and that my Oakland Faders, I might as well call them the Faders right now because they are fading in that AFC West division. Who would have thought the Raiders would be struggling as they are right now? Same thing with the Tampa Buccaneers. But who would have thought the Bills, man? The Bills are 5-2, and two, and in the day they made a big trade we're going to talk about here in a second. And then the Philadelphia Eagles. Chuck, I told you before the season start that these Eagles are a team to watch out for because I always believed in their front seven, and now their secondary is even stronger right now with the addition of Ronald Darby. He's been hurt for a few games, but, man, he, he should be healthy for the long haul. They finish out this season. But this team is 7-1. and one. Man, they they might get home field advantage, which is crazy. Who would have thought that? You told me about the Eagles front seven, and I told you about that Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz out there balling. He just got a new weapon today, which I'm sure you're going to get into a little bit later. Uh, But, yeah, it's been a lot of surprises, and that's what's so great about the National Football League is that you can predict all you want. Whatever you did last year, it doesn't really matter about this year. It's season to season, game to game, 
play quarter to quarter, play to play, whistle to whistle, inch by inch. It's just a beautiful game. That's why I love National Football League. Or that's why I love football. And we love the National Football League. But as we know, National Football League has their issues. But to me, you know, this has been a pretty good season, man. Like, I know people out there, uh, you know, you get all these pundits and uh, conservative talk. People talk about, all oh, the league, uh, the, the viewership is down across the league and all that other stuff. Maybe so what? Yeah, like, yeah, okay, so what? I could care less. I mean, you, I guess you need your little talking point stuff to talk about. But you know what? Maybe it's not down because the NFL is putting out a bad product. Maybe it's because it's down because more people are pirating the NFL games, whatever, whatnot. It don't matter. All I know is I'm enjoying the football season, and that's all that really matters is what, at least to me, that's all that really matters is what I enjoy, and I've been enjoying the season so far, even though my Bengals have been sticking up the place. But I kind of knew that was gonna be any that was gonna be the case anyway, because they did not address the offensive line like they should have during the off season. Everybody knew it was gonna come down to that offensive line, uh, and basically it was a flip of a coin. The offensive line balls out, the Bengals gonna ball out. If they suck, the Bengals gonna suck, and they suck, and the offensive line sucks. And our season has been sucking this year. So, you know, that was the case. But besides that, man, it's been a very, you know, it's been a great year. Minnesota Vikings looking good. Tough break for those Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers going down or went down, you know, so the Packers are hurt right now. Detroit Lions, they do what the Detroit Lions do. They let you down. Uh, they let you down in big games. Uh, and it's, it's just so many stories out there, individual stories right now about each individual team and what's happening on the football field. I could care less about all the drama going on off the field. Uh, and that's why I don't watch sports talk. That's why I don't listen to sports talk radio, any of that crap. Cause I don't care about these players, personal lives. I don't care about all this other ancillary stuff. All I care about is the game on Sunday and it's been pretty good thus far this year. And it's going to totally change by the end of the season. Neat. Cause it's a long season, 17 weeks, and we're about halfway through. And what we see now is going to be totally different than what we see in the next six weeks. All right. Amen. But fans, I know for eight weeks, man, I haven't done my W gutter award, but I'm going to do a little something different tonight before we get into this show. Is that What's the, w award? the W gutter award is who gave up that ass? And I know I haven't done it all season long, and I've been wanting to do it so bad tonight, but I can't do it tonight because I got another war, and it goes to my two teams, and that is who ass needs to go award. <laughs> and I, I, I got to just start off the bat, man. That damn Jerry Reese for the New York Giants, you know how I felt about this dude for years, Chuck. We've been doing the show for a while. Rudy knows when, uh, when Rudy and I were doing uh, the Truth by Two Sports Fan show. Rudy always said, man, why you keep hating on Jay Reese? And I'm telling you, this is the reason why, right here. <laughs> I mean, we're inconsistent every year. We've got so much damn talent heading this season. I was like, okay, that defense balled out last year. Woo, we're going to be good. We're going to be solid. But on the offensive side of the ball, problem just like Chuck said with his Bengals. We have two of the worst tackles in the league. That damn Eric Flowers, somebody needs to put a flower on his grave, on his tombstone. He needs to be buried in the NFL. He needs to be a rapper's ass. That damn Bobby Hart, 
Oh, my God, that Bobby Hart is just terrible. I mean, it's ridiculous. It doesn't make any damn sense, man. He's always having false start penalties and just can't block, man. He, he's terrible. He sucks at run blocking as well. I can't believe he's out there. But when you have Jerry Reese as general manager, Jerry Reese says, well, you know what? I love the game of Madden because I like to play with my kids. This is just Jerry Reese. I mean, this is how he talks and how he thinks. Because on Madden, he likes to go get those scrap metal free agent players who have ratings of like 53 and below. Just terrible. And Jerry Reese says, I'll bring him in here on a one, two-year deal. We'll go ahead and insert him as a starter in the trenches. I mean, come on, man. What the hell? Bobby Hart, for real, man. And it's just it's it's just sad. I mean, this offensive line is terrible. People talking about Eli Manning struggling. Yeah, I mean, he he doesn't have any weapons. Odell's out, and Brandon Marshall. Oh man, whew. <laughs> I guess the Jets knew what they were doing over there because the Jets was like, "Good riddance, let him go to New York." Because he was talking all that smack, talking about he was gonna have a resurrect his career in New York, and he's finally got a QB to play with. But damn, he can't even catch the ball in New York with the Giants, man. So it's a damn shame. And I hope his ass they get rid of him this season because he counts five point five million against that salary cap. We should have made a trade today for uh, Jarvis Landry, but you know it didn't work out. But and then I got to give a um. Who has me the who's asked me to go award? I got sending over across the bay to the uh, Oakland Raiders. And that goes to the defensive coordinator, man, Ken Norton. Jack Del Real, I understand that you and Ken Norton are buddies, but man, this is the NFL. I mean, Ken Norton is not getting it done. You bring in Bruce Irvin a couple years ago over from Seattle. He can't even sniff the quarterback. I mean, what is going on? What kind of scheme are we running? I mean, where's the blitzes, man? We don't even look like a hungry, angry, pissed-off defense over there, man. We're playing vanilla defense. I love to pick up Navarro Bowman, but why do we have to wait until middle of the season to pick up a middle linebacker? That's been the weakness for the last couple years with us. And then the offensive side of the ball, why in the hell does the Raiders offense rank 20th in the league? You bring in Marshawn Lynch, Todd Downing. I'm talking to you. You, offensive coordinator, what the hell are you doing? You're only giving Marshawn Lynch about 10 carries a game. It doesn't make any sense. The game a couple weeks ago, I'm not against the Chiefs. Actually, I got to go back three weeks ago. Marshawn Lynch was running good against the Ravens. Had like 40 yards after the first quarter. But then you stop feeding him the ball. I don't understand the game plan. Then you go up to Buffalo. I understand Marshawn Lynch isn't playing, but you want to keep doing these dump passes, and we need to hit the Bills deep. You don't want to take no deep shots. I understand it was coming out talking about all the Bills are playing the deep ball. I mean, you got Amari Cooper. You got to get him loose, man. You saw what he did against the Chiefs. He moved them around. You had him in the slot formation. I just don't understand what you're doing. Even Jack Del Real came out in the press conference talking about, I don't know what's going on with the offense. I don't know why we didn't take our shots. That's a problem, Jack Del Real. That's your offensive coordinator that you decide to uh, make offensive coordinator this season because we got rid of Bill Musgrave and I miss Bill Musgrave. But, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense, man. This offense is so stagnant. It's so terrible. It's, it's just it's, it's sad because there's so many weapons on this Raiders offense. And we're just thinking it up, man. Went up to Buffalo and stunk it up. I, got a I just, I just don't get it, man. Go ahead. Uh, so you were complaining about in the in the Bills game about tossing the ball around. I see David Carr threw thirty-one to forty-nine. Uh, I mean, he had thirty-one completions out of forty-nine attempts. That's a lot of damn times to be throwing the ball 49, 49 times. And yeah, Marshawn Lynch didn't play. Uh, so the running game suffered, man. But they was chucking the ball up. Yeah, they were chugging the ball up, but they were doing a little dump passes to the running back. <laughs> Majority of them going to Dwayne, man. You're not getting the ball down the field of Amari uh, Cooper yet. He came out aggressive. He threw the 40-some-yard pass to uh, Michael Crabtree. But the rest of the game, that's what I'm talking about. They're not consistent. They look good the first quarter, second quarter. They just want to keep doing these dink and dunks like we're playing in the West Coast offense. Come on, man. We got too much talent. So, anyway – 
But so, hold on, I got, go ahead. I got a question off of that. So is it really the coordinator's fault or the quarterback's? I would say uh, Carr hasn't been playing up to his mega contract. Yes, he's a little bit, and he's got to make better decisions uh, throwing the ball down the field. But when you're a head coach, man, this is what I'm talking about. How is the head coach and offense coordinator not on the same page? When he comes out and says, I don't understand why we didn't take shots down the field. Why didn't we have our mojo? We weren't out there looking like we were going to come to attack. When your coach, head coach comes out and says that, that's a problem, man. That's something going on with the offensive coordinator, man. I thought you and the offensive coordinator talk about, you know, the plays you're about to run or what you're about to do. This is the game plan. I mean, Jack Del Rio is just befuddled. He's just sitting here saying, like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, that's no, my word. Go ahead, question. go ahead. One more question. So what's changed between – Last year and this year, when last year when the Raiders' offense was so explosive, to this year, well, I would say play calling for one, but Bill Musgrave was very creative. Yes, I mean in most of the games we played last year, you saw we came back and we won a lot of those close games at the end. That's because Musgrave uh, stepped up his play calling. Now he was inconsistent, kind of like Downing is this year, but. He wasn't inconsistent for majority of the game. I mean, this is just sad. I mean, this is just pathetic. It's Patriot Raider Nation fans. They understand, too, because they've been chiming in with me on Twitter just saying, man, I can't believe what we're watching. I mean, it's just pathetic. And then on top of that, I have to say a couple players on the offensive line have digressed. That's Donald Penn. I mean, he got that contract extension. He's like, I'm cool. I'm not going to block anybody. <laughs> I mean, it's not only that. He's not really giving up a lot of sacks. Yeah, he's, I think he's giving up two or three this year. But he's just not run blocking. Gabe Jackson, he got his big contract. He's not moving the pile in the trenches or anything like that as well. So it's just a combination of all three, man. But I still put a lot of this on Todd down because, like I said, you didn't hear Jack Del Rio come out last year and complain about the offense this bad like he's doing this year. So, therefore, Todd Gnally, and I know this is just your first year as a coordinator, man, but we had high <laughs> expectations this season, man. I mean, we're about to get ready to move to Vegas in a couple years. We tried to give the people the city of Oakland the Super Bowl, and there was all that hype and all that talk, and you have let us down <laughs> tremendously, man. And he even talked about before the season started that, this offense, nothing was going to change. They still were going to be explosive. Uh, What the hell? I mean, come on, man. Nah, this this offense is nowhere near explosive, man. But we spent too much time on this because we got to move on. Anyway, fans, there was some big trades today. Usually, fans, when you talk about the NFL trade down, deadline, it's like, uh, it's like a bad firecracker. It's a dud. Because, you know, I kind of get excited, man. I get on Twitter. I get on social media. I'm like, man, let's see. There might be a couple big trades today. But it's crazy is because I have not seen an NFL trade deadline with so many moves that have been made the last 24 hours like this in, what, long time? Chuck, can you remember a trade deadline with having this many deals? Like you said, been a long time. <laughs> yeah, been a long time. So. I'm not going to recap them all, get into big detail, because we got a long show to get through. But I'm just going to talk about some of the key traits that I like. Actually, we'll just run through them all real quick. I'm not going to touch on uh, what, what the compensation is for each team, but let's put it like this. The Seahawks, they made a trade because we know right now that offensive line, Russell Wilson, needs some help and protection. So they went out and got Pro Bowl left tackle, who hasn't played all season. That's Dwayne Brown from the Houston Texans. And I know Deshaun Watson is like, damn. Man, why y'all going to do me like that, man? As soon as Brown comes back, y'all won't get rid of him. So, yeah. So, Russell Wilson gets his 
uh, premier left tackle, something this offensive line hasn't had since the days of Russell Kong. I guess you want to say that or whatever, or Steve Hutchison. But, yeah, big move right here by the Seahawks getting uh, uh, Dwayne Brown. I like the move. We just got to see what he has, man. He hasn't played all season, so it might, you know, might be a little rust, you know, coming out. Um, haven't played in a while, but we'll see. Uh, Truck, how do you feel about your trade, man? You like this one? Anything you could do to help your quarterback out by acquiring a high-performing offensive lineman, especially a tackle, which is a premium position, is a great move. Because as we all know, Sierra has been begging the coaches to help out her boo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's true, man. Beautiful Sierra. Big shout out to Sierra. Just stay at home. Be that stay at home wife, man. <laughs> I was all gonna say, don't try to get back in that booth and sing, cause those days of your R&B career are over. But anyway, sorry, uh, I don't want to hate on a lot of Sierra fans that might be listening, but hey, I don't miss her music. Rihanna says, "Step aside, butch. <laughs> I got this." Yep, she's been having on lock for years. All right, the Carolina Panthers, man, I, I just can't believe this move they made today. So they decided to trade. Their best wide receiver, pretty much who's only their only wide receiver to me, that actually produces because Devin Funches, they're still waiting on him to come around. He's been decent, not great. But they decided to go ahead and say, you know what, Cam, we love you, man. We're we just going to run the whole offense through you. We understand that you got head injuries, concussions and stuff, but we don't care about all that, man. We don't care about you might have a CT down the road and all that stuff. we just going to go ahead and just run the offense through you. Jonathan Stewart, we know you had a uh, negative eight yards a couple weeks ago, but we're going to just still go ahead and just run the ball with you and Cam Newton. That's the, that's going to be our offense. Great Golson, he's still out on IR. So the Panthers decide to trade Kevin Benjamin, man. I just – Kelvin Benjamin, sorry about that. I just don't get it. 32 catches already on the season, 475 yards and two touchdowns. 32 catches on the season. And you want to go ahead and get rid of him – and trade him to the Bills, man. And, and, and in return, they give up uh, – well, they in return, they get a third and seventh round pick. So it's not like you got a first or a second round draft pick. You get a third and a seventh round to give up Kelvin Benjamin, man. I, I just don't get it. I think this is deeper than obviously on the field things. I think it's something personal. Not, you know, not personal, personal, but like something behind the scenes that we don't know about in terms of him, him not getting along with another player – uh, another uh, not with him not getting along with a coach, him not getting along with an owner. It's something more than his ability on the field uh, for them to get rid of um, Cam Newton's main target and who's been his best receiver over the past few years. And Nick, do you remember did Ted Ginn, did they just let Ted Ginn walk or he or he went to go seek greener pastures? Yeah, he went to greener pastures down in New Orleans, which is where he was balling actually a couple weeks ago, yeah. playing with your breeze, Blue breeze. But, yeah, I just don't get it, man, because we know that Benjamin was Cam Newton's security blanket. So why in the hell do you get rid of your security blanket? It's I just personal. don't get it. it it's got to be personal, man, because now with teams game plan for this Carolina offense, there's nothing to scare you. I mean, the offense line sucks. I mean, they got rid of Michael Orr. He's supposed to be the blindside legend, but he's gone, <laughs> you know. And now, you know, Jonathan Stewart, man, he's running for negative yards in games. 
So it's like I can't even use him no more in DraftKings. I can't even use him if he's worth four thousand dollars in DraftKings. So what I'm saying is, man, there's nothing on this offense to scare defense, man. And Cam Newton, man, we we love your gameplay, man. I, I I I you know I applaud you as a player, but man, your career about to be over, man. I hate to say it, man, because you about to get concussed out this league, because I mean them blindside hits about to be coming, man, and. You don't have no one to throw the ball to. So, yeah, I just got to put that out there. All right, moving right along. Uh, the 49ers. Wow, the 49ers and the New England Patriots made a big trade, which is crazy, man, because the Patriots, they use, you know, they like to do a little six, seven round uh, uh, trades, a little small trades. But they decide to trade Tom Brady's backup, which is Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo to the San Francisco 49ers for a second round pick. Cleveland Browns, did you hear that? They decided to give up just a second-round pick. Browns, you could have had them. You could have had Jimmy G because the word on the street was the Browns wanted Jimmy G during the draft pick, but they thought, ah, that was a little too much. But now, just a second-round pick. But a 49 step in and get their quarterback of the future, which is a good move, man, because when you think about this now, the 49ers have a lot of needs on the offense side of the ball. We know Kyle, uh, Kyle Shanahan is the offensive guru. And when you look at this offense, man, Carlos Hyde supposed to be on the trading block. It looks like this probably his last year there, so they're going to need a running back. Receiver core, you just pretty much got Pierre Garçon and Marquise Goodwin. And then, you know, tight end, eh, not much there either. So now what they can do coming into this draft, they can just, you know, upload. You know, they can they can hit those needs uh, in the first round with that. They probably have a second overall pick. They probably can go get Sinquan Barkley, the running back from Penn State. Or, you know, maybe they can trade down and get some more picks. So, and I like this move for them because now they also don't have to go out and overpay for Kirk Cousins because, you know, that's been the, the rumor that this is Cousins last year in Washington and 49 is going to throw about $60, $70 million at them next season. So, hey, all you had to do is just give up second-round pick. You hear that, Browns? Yeah, um, but I want to go back to people's uh, people's love for Patriot backup quarterbacks I mean didn't we learn our lesson from Brian Hoyer Brian Hoyer just got cut by he spent like three three years in the Patriots behind with with the Patriots behind Tom Brady he just got cut by the 49ers for another former Patriot backup quarterback and then we know the best example of Matt Castle everybody thought Matt Castle was going to be the man once he left New England and we saw that experiment fail. Uh, then what about Ryan Mallett? Everybody thought Mallett was going to be that thing after he left the New England Patriots. Everybody wanted him. I think, I believe it was the Houston Texans was licking their chops. Yeah, they wanted Ryan Mallett, something awful. And then how did that work out for you? Didn't work out very well. So Jimmy G, I like him. I liked him coming out of college uh, from the few reps I see him play in the NFL, he looked good. But you know what? So did Matt. So did uh, Ryan Mallett. So did Matt Castle. So did Brian Hoyer. So if I was a gambling man, I wouldn't gamble on Jimmy G and at the, with the 49ers. At least not yet. Now, I will give, I will lean a bit, little bit towards the positive with this just because of Shanahan, who the head coach is. And the wonders he did with uh, Matt Ryan. Now, Matt Ryan is far superior 
in terms of athletic ability and just plain old quarterback skills than Jimmy G. But with that said, I still think he can do some things with Jimmy G, but he doesn't have anything around him to help him out with the 49ers. And the 49ers, with this trade, will they win a game? I mean, they had their 0-8 right now. I want to see them 49ers go 0-16. I want to see them make history as two NFL teams going 0-16, them 49ers and them Cleveland Browns. I want to see it. I want to see history, baby. And I think we will see history because Jimmy G ain't going to change the outcome. You know what? I take that back. I just thought about it a little more. I think Jimmy G ain't going to pull out a victory for those 49ers. So, we won't see history this year. It'll just be them Browns on 16 again. But uh, the 49ers, I guess it's a good trade. They gave up a – what they give up? A second-round pick. Uh, so, obviously, they think this is your quarterback, uh, your quarterback of the future. And right now, and the time is now. I mean, John Lynch and Shanahan this first season is going to be a wipe. I mean, it's going ter- to be a terrible outcome. Uh, when it comes to the draft – any quarterback in the draft is not going to be as good as – I don't care if it's the first overall pick. He's not going to be as good as Jimmy G is. Jimmy G is a veteran. He spent years at a quality organization. He spent years behind, in my opinion, the best quarterback to ever played. So he's far superior to anybody you can pick up in the draft. So it's a good move by the 49ers. But like I said, I have to throw out, look at the history of Patriot backup quarterbacks going to other teams. All right. Message. I agree on that, man. Everything you said, I concur, definitely. All right, last trade made today was the Miami Dolphins, which is I, – I, I still don't understand this one either. They, they decided to trade a former Pro Bowl last year, 2016 Pro Bowl, running back Jay Ajayi to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I don't know about the compensation for this, uh, you know, compensation part, uh, package for this uh, trade, but it just doesn't make sense, man, because I look at the Dolphins running game right now, you're four and three, and you have Kenyon Drake, who only had 139 yards rushing last year, and he's only got 10 carries, 25 yards this year. He's not an every down back. And you have Damian Williams. He's definitely not an every down back. So why in the hell do you trade <laughs> Jay Ajayi to the Philadelphia Eagles? Because the Eagles are saying, you know what? They're taking their chip. They are all in because they are 7-1. They ain't got nothing to lose. So, hey, they want to go all in. Howie Roseman, hey, you know, more power to you, man. This might be guys' year. You guys looking good in the NFC Conference. So, that being said, man, I look at that Eagles running uh, running back death. Man, you got LeGarrette Blunt with my boy Smallwood. And now you bring in Ajayi. Woo, man, woo, Carson Wentz, woo, he's just going to be turning around, hand it off to Ajaya. you know what, fourth quarter, uh, we got to stay warm, I hand it over to the blunt, <laughs> so, hey, I like what the Eagles are doing, man, good trade right here, all right, fans, we got to move into this week, because we only have like 17 minutes left on the show, that's what they're saying in my ear, yes, yeah, 17 minutes left on this show, we got to talk about these week nine games, starting with Thursday night football, you have the 5-2 and two Buffalo Bills with their new weapon, uh, Kelvin Benjamin, who's going to be going up against this Jets defense. And it's crazy because before the season started, um, Chuck and I were just talking. We both were kind of thinking. I was actually thinking 0-16. Chuck thought they would at least get a win or two. But it's crazy, man. These Jets are actually playing hard. 
Um, McCown's been looking decent. Got to give it up to the McCown boy. Uh, the only problem is the running game is struggling. Matt Forte, he's just he's done. Just stick a fork in him. I mean, <laughs> Bilal Powell, you know, he's been looking decent. But you know, this Bills defense, man, they they they're playing good, man. They they play some good football. Tyrod Taylor's turning up a notch. I like the fact that he has a big target now, weapon. He actually has two big red zone targets with Andre Holmes and now Kevin Benjamin. And then you know, Lashawn McCoy, man, he bought out against the Raiders last week. So with that being said. I got to take the Bills in this game. Bills will be going to six and two. Jets three and six. I concur. <laughs> All right, Sunday's games. You have the three and four Cincinnati Bengals heading down to Jacksonville to take on the four and three Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Jags, whoo man, they had a sack party last week against them Colts. Boy, it, it, it just seemed like every play they was in the backfield, man. Oh, they was having so much fun back there in that backfield. And Chuck. You know, I hate to say it, man, but this Jags defense is hungry. They already talking about they got the best secondary in the league. You know, uh, they think their secondary is better than the Broncos. I'm not going to say all that. I do love the tandem. You know, Jalen Ramsey, man, he's doing his thing. He's looking like he he's the truth. And uh, But, man, that, that, that Bengals offensive line, boy. I mean, I know them Jags, they they sitting there looking at film. They all probably in there celebrating. They probably got a song for Cedric Baez. They're going to have some fun with him because <laughs> I know that's your, that's your team, man. But I got to take the Jags in this. As long as Jake Bortles, I mean, Blake Bortles doesn't F up, doesn't mess up, doesn't turn the ball over, and this defense line should have a field day. Uh, Jags should win this game, move, improving to five and three. Well, there are three aspects to a to an NFL game. You got offense, you got defense, you got special teams. Uh, so yes, offensive line is pretty horrendous, uh, but our defense has been playing pretty damn good. Uh, we're ra- fifth overall ranked defense, which is ahead of the Jaguars. Uh, so I think if we can make some plays on defense, I think we might be all right in this game. Uh, and yes, you mentioned about the Jalen Ramsey and the Jack- Jacksonville secondary, how good they are. They've never played AJ Green, so if the offensive line can give Andy Dalton a little bit of time and we can establish a little bit of a running game, I don't think this Jacksonville Jaguars uh, defense or uh, secondary is going to be able to contain AJ Green because they never seen him. They never they've never seen him. So they can look at tape all they want to and say, oh, I can cover that dude. Until he gets out on that field and he just happens to, to smooth, to tiptoe by you, and, and had, he has those great hands and make a big catch. So, it's you know, it's three aspects of the game. Yes, it's not looking too good on the offensive side of the ball, but you know what? They get six and seven-man protections, give uh, Andy Dalton a little bit of time, you know, irk out a couple big runs or something like that, be able to put them linebackers up and them safeties up. I think it'll open up for A.J. Green, and I think our defense is going to be able to hold it down this game. And if we make a big, you know, big play on special teams, I think we got it. Even though everybody know I love Blake Bortles, I got to go. I got to be a homer. I got to go with the Bengals. All right. 4-4 four four Baltimore Ravens against the 4-3 Tennessee Titans. Boy, this game is up for grabs because I don't know who would pick in this game. But if – our boy, Joe Check, please, Flacco, <laughs> is playing. He probably won't. Oh, man, that hit. Oh, man, that was just – hey, you know, any Flacco fans out there, please don't grill me on Twitter, man, but that was funny because when he got hit, he threw the hands up like, Check, please. <laughs> so, Ain't no such thing as a Flacco fan. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Captain Check down, man. They're Ravens 
there's Raven fans, and by default, they have to be a Flacco fan. But Flacco fans do not exist outside of his immediate family. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. Thanks for uh, breaking it down for me. All right, in this game, man, Tennessee, you got to be physical. You got to match the Ravens' physicality on that defense side of the ball. No, Dick LeBeau has been looking like, what the hell's my defense been doing? Because I thought I expected more from this Titans defense. They've been consistent, and uh, on the offense side of the ball, they just got to run the football, pound that football against this Ravens defense. Man, I think they have a good shot. If Ryan Mallett starting, I'm going with the Titans. Joe Flacco starting, I'm still going with the Titans. So therefore, I'm going with the Titans this game. Titans. All right, Atlanta Falcons, 4-3. Man, what is going on with Atlanta offense? Man, they've been struggling. They will be taking on the 5-3 and three Carolina Panthers without Kelvin Benjamin this week. So the Falcons game plan is simple. We just in the house, full house blitz after Cam Newton get him hurt, game over. Therefore, I'm going with the Falcons this, in this game. I just think, man, they just got more offensive firepower. Like I said, Cal- losing Kelvin Benjamin, it's a big blow. Falcons. All right. Three and four Denver Broncos traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Seven and one. Man, what is going on with this Broncos offense, man? It's crazy because before the season started, a lot of people were saying Trevor Simeon, you know, they think this is going to be the year. You know, he he's going to actually excel in the sophomore year, going to look much better as a quarterback. But, no, he's not. He has definitely right uh, regressed. I mean, this past week he threw three picks against the Chiefs. Uh, last week he threw a couple other picks, man. He has not looked good. He doesn't know what he's doing with the football. Uh, the Broncos players, defensive players are just fed up because they're like, dude, come on, man. Can you just some sustain some drives without turning the ball over? So with that being said, man, I just I can't go with the Broncos in this game. The Eagles are rolling. Um, only only chance the Broncos have in this game, they're going to have to control the clock, try to get the ball to Devin Booker, just try to run him and um, C.J. Anderson as well. And for the Eagles, just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep soaring, baby. So, therefore, I'm taking the Eagles. Eagles all day. But this goes back to my point about it's the difference between being a starter and a backup. When you're the man, it's a different pressure on any. You can come off the bench and ball out because you don't have those expectations. But if you the, you're supposed to be the man from day one, it's a different different monster. It's a different – it's just – unless you play the game, you can't really understand that. But I did, Trevor Simeon, this is just proof of it. Like, you say, oh, he's going to be our future. But then when he becomes the man, he chokes under the pressure. He's a chokester. All right, two and six, Indianapolis Colts travel to Houston to take on the three and four – Houston, Texas, man, I got to give it up to Deshaun Watson. He went to Seattle last week and balled out. Even the Seahawks defense even said, they said, man, that kid is a star. I mean, Deshaun was making some plays all over the field in that game. They actually had a chance to beat the Seattle Seahawks, but Russell Wilson at the end um, brought the Seahawks back to win the game in the final second. So with that being said, they're taking on Jacoby Brissett, man. That's it. They're taking on Jacoby, man. I mean, yeah, they played hard last week against the Bengals, man, but they're going against this Houston Texas team that they have a good shot to win this division. No Andrew Luck in this game. Colts, Miles will be looking forward to offseason right now because it ain't happened to this game. Therefore, I'm going with the Texans. Big. Going with the barbecue. <laughs> All right. Two and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to New Orleans to take on the five and two Saints. Chuck, the Saints are 5-2. It's crazy, man, because we thought before the season started that 
this team, the Bucks, will be five and two, and the Saints will be two and five. You know, based on their defense. But hey, this Saints defense is balling. Your boy Marshawn Lattimore is looking like the best cornerback out of this cornerback uh, uh, draft class. I mean, this rookie has been balling. They said he hasn't given up no more than thirty-eight receiving yards. Hey, Marshawn Lynch is balling. Uh, I mean, Marshawn Lattimore is balling, but. That being said, man, Bucks, I don't know what's going on with this team. Offensively, man, they can't run the ball. Offensive line is not protected for Jameis Winston. Deshaun Jackson, man, where's the big plays? I mean, the Bucks brought you in because they're supposed to be hitting that home run. You know, that deep 60-yard pass from uh, Jameis Winston to Deshaun Jackson. I mean, it hasn't, I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen it yet this year, Chuck? I I ain't seen it just like Stevie ain't seen it. We ain't neither one of us seen it. <laughs> yeah, so with that being said, man, I think Jameis is going to make some plays in this game. This might be Deshaun's wax. I mean, Jackson's week. I was about to say waxed it. <laughs> but this might be his week, man. But I don't know. I just I, – I can't I can't trust the Bucks right now. Um, I, I got to go with the Saints in this game. Saints will improve to 6-2. Man, it's the Saints all day. These Bucks have been a huge disappointment. All right, L.A. Rams taking on my New York Giants. Uh, Giants made an announcement today that Jack Rabbit Janoris Jenkins, our best corner, will be suspended because he came back from the bye week late and didn't tell the coach. So the coach decided that he's going to go ahead and suspend him for this game. Bottom line is this. Ben Wackadoo, that's 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 the name I've given him. He should not be NFL head coach. He is losing this locker room. He don't know what he, the hell he's doing. He doesn't know how to discipline these players right I mean, it's it's just it's just sad right now what's going on in the uh, in the Giants, man, with the Giants organization. I know a Mary and Tish family, man. I, I feel bad for you guys because Jerry Reese brought this up on himself, and then you went out and brought this coach in. He's not a head coach; he's just a coordinator. He's not really a good coordinator as well. So with that being said, no Jack Rap this week. It's gonna be ugly. I know Sterling Shepard comes back this week, so Eli might get a touchdown pass to him or two, or whatever there. But it, it, it's a wrap on the Giants in this game. I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, L.A. Rams all day. The Giants, y'all a mess. Yeah, three and four Arizona Cardinals with no Carson Palmer. Woo, oh, man. Travel to take on the ONA San Francisco 49ers. So, uh, yeah, um, you know, when you look at the college bowl games, they usually have bowls, you know, like the tire bowl, this and that, blah, blah. <laughs> this game is more like the toilet bowl, the shit bowl. It's just you look at TV like – what the hell is this on TV for? Seriously, man. You just you go run some errands, man. Fellas, you want to spend quality time with your girl? Pressure this weekend. Say, baby, you know what? Let's go out to dinner. Let, let me take you shopping. She's like, what, on football? Yeah, let me just take you out. Yeah, I feel bad for those San Francisco fans and those Arizona fans. So, fellas, man, listen to Nick right here. Take your woman out <laughs> during this game. And, yeah, you might get some good loving that night. So, therefore, I just can't pick in this guy. I don't know who to pick because you got a backup quarterback. Going up against for the Cardinals, going up against no Jimmy G this week. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be ready to play this week. He'll probably be ready to play next week against the Giants. So, with that being said, man, I just can't go with the 49ers. I want to take them, but I just can't do it. Got to go with the Cardinals, but I got <laughs> I to I gotta talk about Adrian Peterson because uh, Adrian Peterson said God told him to go to – <laughs> told him to go to Arizona after first telling him to go to New Orleans. <laughs> after first telling him to go to New Orleans, <laughs> and uh, and like the night, like the Indiana Jones said, uh, uh, yeah, Adrian Peterson, you chose poorly twice. 
because uh, you went to them Cardinals. Everybody's excited, but it, it's a wrap on them Cardinals. Carson Palmer, I used to have love for you. You know, I still got love for you. you great I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm just giving a shout out. You know, because everybody thought he was gonna make a run at the Super Bowl this year, and uh, nope, that's incorrect. So Adrian Peterson, I mean, have fun with you. It, it'll be four and four after this week. Y'all gonna beat these Forty ers but them Cardinals ain't going nowhere. All right, Kansas City Chiefs, 6-2, travel to Big D to take on these Cowboys. And guess what, Cowboys? No Ezekiel Elliott this week. So how you like them? How you like them apples? Yeah, how about them Cowboys, Jerry Jones like to say? So, therefore, look like it's going to be out for more. So, Darren McFadden show in this game. So, with that being said, no Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, the Chiefs, you should be able to, you know, get after Dak Prescott this week. Marcus Peters versus uh, Dez Bryant is going to be a good matchup I want to watch and see in this game. But with that being said, man, Chiefs, just keep doing what you do. Alex Smith, don't turn the ball over. Just keep doing what you do. You haven't turned it over this year. You've been looking pretty efficient out there. Just keep the train rolling. And, therefore, I think they will keep rolling the big D this week. And after the game over with, I'm going to call the city of Dallas and say, guess what? How about them Cowboys with the Chiefs win this game? Yeah, I got to go with the Kansas City Chiefs because they're not playing the ASU North team, which smacks them in the mouth. They're playing NFC East team. So, I think the Chiefs can pull this one out. Well, Chuck, it'd be a different story, man, if Ezekiel played because, you know, they do run the ball and, you know, but like I said, all right. Oakland Raiders, Sunday night football, take on the Miami Dolphins, man. Raiders, I'm just going to say it like this, man. You can't beat these Dolphins. It's a wrap. Don't even think. Don't even don't, – I, I shouldn't even hear any talk about we got to get a mojo back after this game. If they lose this game, I don't want to hear none of that. Just say, you know what? We're looking forward to the 2018 draft, man, because, yeah, the Dolphins don't have no Jay Ajayi. Uh Cutler's supposed to be coming back this week, so he's probably going to be rusty. Uh, defense hasn't recorded an interception all season long. So, therefore, they should be able to get a couple picks in this game if Cutler's going to be back this week. Hopefully, if they can hold on to the damn ball. Reggie Nelson, man, you still in them paychecks, man, because your ass is just too damn slow, man. He cannot get there in the nick of time. And that's, that's, he's been a weak link on our defense. But Reggie this week, you know how Reggie does it every year, man. He ends up with five or six picks to get his ass to the Pro Bowl. You know, so therefore, I think this game, Reggie probably going to have a couple picks in this game. And the Raiders, they welcome back Marshawn Lynch, so they just need to run the ball. Just run the ball, baby. Get the Derek Carr, take care of the ball. Don't throw no picks. And just get the ball down the field, man. Get Cooper back and get him involved. And Khalil Mack should have a couple sacks in this game. So with that being said, the Raiders should win this game if they have their mojo back. So if they don't, it's a wrap. Move on to the 2018 draft. So, with that being said, Raiders should win this game Sunday night in Miami. You know I always got a roll with Jay Cutler. I love that man. Miami Dolphins. <laughs> All right, Monday night football, man. You got the three and four Detroit Lions taking on the four and three Packers. Chuck, I don't know what to expect in this game. Um, yeah, that, that Detroit, man, they just they, – they're a disappointment, man. It's just like – I don't know what it is, man. I'm trying to come up with analogy, man. How can I explain the Detroit Lions, Chuck? It's just like, I don't know, man. Chuck, you better at this than me, man. You come up some, man. You got something for me, man, about the Detroit Lions? Uh, the Detroit Lions are kind of like Michael Bay. Oh, like a Michael Bay movie. Like the trailer, uh, looks great. Look at them explosions. Boom, everything blowing up. Slow motion. Uh, pretty white girl with a flat stomach and big juicy lips. 
then you go see the movie, I you like, ah, this is a piece of crap. And that's so. I guess that's what the Detroit Lions. So I guess that's the best analogy I can come with off the top of my head. Is they a Michael Bay movie? They a Michael Bay movie. You had these high expectations, big explosions. I mean, Marvin Jones. You know, I was talking that stuff about him, talking about he gonna be a Pro Bowl wide receiver, everything, because everybody knows he was drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals. And he and he has flashes. He has flashes. And we know Matthew Stafford, highest paid quarterback, highest paid player, I think, in the league, right? Is that still correct? Mm-hmm. Got a great arm. He has flashes. I mean, they just have flashes, man. But then in the end, they let you down, just like this past game. So that's the Detroit Lions for you. All right, yeah, there you go, man. Great way to end the show, man. Appreciate it, man. I can always count on you for them great analogy. That's funny, man. You said Michael Bay, even though that Transformer movie wasn't that bad. But that being said, fans, we are back. Meek and Chuck Pro Football Talk Show is back for the rest of the season. We will see you guys next week. If you missed the show live, always go to iTunes and look for the Meek and Chuck Pro Football Talk Show. From Meek, Chuck, see you guys next week. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.